Hi, thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Nicole. And I'm your host, Jacqueline. You're listening to the first season of Perfectionist. So today we're going to talk about uh, the tandem read option that you have for Throne, the Throne of Glass series. So in the tandem read, you can read either you can either read Empire of Storms and and then Tower of Dawn. Sorry, and then the tandem read is when you read them both together. And mm-hmm. there's actually a little sheet that somebody so kindly made up that tells you like which chapters to do and when so you could be like reading like chapter one through three and then you flip over to the other book and then read chapters one through whatever and back and forth because Mm -hmm. these two these two books are in the same timeline um they're in the same they happen at uh at the same time Mm -hmm. (laughs) if that makes sense and so some people like to read them together and others prefer to read one after the other as the author intended. Mm-hmm. So today what I'm going to do, because I read it in the traditional way, I read Empire of Storms and then Tower of Dawn and Nikki read it in the tandem read. So what we're going to mm-hmm. do today is I'm going to ask Nikki about her tandem reading experience, because if you're having a hard time making the decision on whether you should tandem read or not, maybe this can help give you some insight and help you along with your decision. How did the shift in focus from Empire of Storms to Tower of Dawn impact your reading experience? I found that when I was going from Empire of Storms to Tower of Dawn, it was a bit hard for me to put down Empire of Storms Mm -hmm. and to get into Tower of Dawn. They're just very, very differently paced books. And to go from the action and the kind of high impact of Empire of Storms to shift into kind of a slightly slower pace, Mm -hmm. kind of builds as you go Tower of Dawn, at times it was quite difficult because I'd be at like a really intense moment in Empire Storms and want to know so badly what was about to happen. But following the tandem reading guide, I would have to set it aside and then pick up Tower of Dawn, which is an absolutely fantastic book. But when you're like in the middle of something so, so exciting and enthralling and you just want to know what happens, Mm -hmm. to put it aside, it like takes a bit of like willpower to be like, nope, I'm sticking with the tandem read. I'm going to (laughs) trust the process. And yeah, you do. You have to kind of trust the process. And yeah. just be like, okay, because as soon as you've read a couple chapters of Tower of Dawn, you completely slip into that world, which is a mm-hmm. beautiful world. Mm-hmm. But it, it can be a challenge. Yeah. I was wondering when I was reading Empire of Storms, I was thinking, oh my goodness. I'm so glad I'm not tandem reading this because <laughs> <laughs> this is really fast paced. When I finished Empire of Storms, I thought, like, I thought, I don't care about Tower of Dawn. I'm just going to move straight on to Kingdom of Ash. And I was like, no, I can't do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're actually doing a podcast about this. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be irresponsible. <laughs> and, I can um, see why you felt that way, though. The end of Empire of Storms is you want to go on yes. <laughs> to Kingdom of Ash. You want yes. to know what happens. Exactly. It's so, yeah, so, it'd be hard to like, kind of Such a cliffhanger. Yeah. It is. Yeah, so Tower of Dawn, though, it took me a few days to, like, calm myself down and be like, okay, seriously, like, mm-hmm. we're not we're not skipping Tower of Dawn. We, we've got to do this. At, what I actually ended up doing was um, listening to it on Audible. Mm-hmm. 
because I just didn't <laughs> at that time I was so like just crushed by Empire of Storms I was like I don't I just don't have the willpower to open up Tower of Dawn and like immerse myself in that world and mm-hmm. I really like the audiobooks because you can like go around doing errands and like listen you can like multitask with them but then yeah. I found that I was getting so into Tower of Dawn that even during tasks that I wouldn't normally listen to a book or a podcast, I found myself like looking forward to listening to it. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm just going to quickly like put this in there. I think it's sort of a shame that you weren't able to just totally immerse yourself in the Tower of Dawn world because the world building is first class in that book mm-hmm. because it is a world building of a different place in the world that we have not yet been um, yeah and and yes the pacing is very different so I can imagine that that was really something but we'll yeah, move on I, with oh I'm sorry go on I was just gonna quickly say that I feel like in some ways it could be considered a disservice to not give Tower of Dawn like its moment because it's almost overshone by Empire of Storms yeah when you're reading them at the same time mm-hmm. I feel like Perhaps I would have enjoyed Tower of Dawn more had I read it as its own book. Mm-hmm. But then again, I can see how it'd be really difficult to go back after reading Empire of Storms and kind of relive that whole yeah. storyline from a different perspective. Yeah. So it's a tricky one, but I can hear what you're saying about like it being more engaging to immerse yourself in it completely. Yeah. I think when I reread the series, I will tandem read for that experience um, and see if I get frustrated with it because mm-hmm. I, I don't have like lots of self-control. So I just like yeah. if I'm getting frustrated <laughs> with it, I'll be like, enough. I'm going to read this one and then this one then. and I'll just like stop <laughs> yeah. myself and I'll let you guys know in the future if that happens and whether I was able to push through the tandem read or not. Yeah, that'll be interesting to know because you'll already know the outcome of it. To yeah. see how that experience is, yeah. knowing what's going to happen. Exactly. Were you initially hesitant or excited about the idea of a companion novel about K.L. Westfall? And how did your opinion change as you read Tower of Dawn? I was very excited about a novel featuring Kale because I feel like I'm in the majority because I've always sort of been on Team Kale, not in the sense that I think that Kale and Selena or um, Aelin should be together. Like, that's not what I mean. But as a character, I've always liked him. And I feel like I've, like, empathized with him a little bit. Right. And he just seems to get such hate online. Mm-hmm. And I don't really understand it. I haven't read too much about it because I don't want it in case there's a spoiler for Kingdom of Ash. Right. I don't want to, like, read anything that I'm like, oh, my goodness, now I understand. But now I'm mad because now I no. Yeah. So I haven't really read why people seem to dislike him. And maybe I'm like building up this dislike. Maybe not as many people dislike him as I kind of think. Oh, no. A lot of people do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I I feel like this novel is sort of like, I, this could just be me putting my own, like projecting my own feelings <laughs> out there. But maybe this is Sarah's way of letting people know Kale's not that bad and you're he's misunderstood. Yeah. And I think if you are sort of on team hate Kale and are frustrated <laughs> with him and you've skipped Tower of Dawn, then I think that you need to go and read it and then 
reconsider. Yeah. <laughs> and if you've read Tower of Dawn and still don't like Kale, then I don't know what book you read because <laughs> I think it is a fantastic representation of who he is as a character and yeah. really helps readers understand him. Totally. So I was very excited about it and I thought it was done beautifully. Yeah. I think that Kale's just a very complex character and he's mm-hmm. not perfect and none of the characters are perfect. Um, and I think just there's some maybe a little bit of irrational anger towards him because <laughs> from from what I've read, I'm kind of like, okay, it seems like an overreaction to like hate a character so much because he's not mm-hmm. like an evil character as far as we know so far. But yeah. I can see why people were frustrated with him. But but I don't know. It just seems like the hate is just so intense. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like he did like one, well, like a couple crappy things that I was frustrated with him too. I was like, dude, like grow up. Mm-hmm. What is this attitude you have? But yeah. then I feel like he did. I feel like he grew up. He like thought about his behavior and changed his opinion about the world based on the events that happened to him. Mm-hmm. And like, what more can you ask for from yeah, a person and he other than he to wasn't grow? just like wallowing in his bitterness and like, mm-hmm. yeah, so... I think like so much job, Kale. Yeah. (laughs) Did Tower of Dawn provide important background information or insights into the overall series plot that you felt were missing in Empire of Storms? I think yes. There (laughs) is some information in Tower of Dawn that you, I'm assuming, get eventually in Kingdom of Ash, but you don't get it in Empire of Storms. So maybe this is one of those things where if you kind of don't like to wait and be patient might be better, but I liked having that information when I had it. In some ways it made certain parts of Empires of Storms more impactful because I already knew some information that I wouldn't have known like had I just read Empire of Storms. Yeah. So I thought the have I I enjoyed having that information. Yes. It was like you were like, let in on a secret. Sort of like necessary Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. There's like, I'm sure we're both thinking of the exact same piece of information. Yeah. There's one like bombshell piece of information yeah. that you get in Tower of Dawn. And it's like, when is this going to come up? If you skip it, that, when are you going to know this? Oh, yeah. That particular piece of information that you were talking about mm-hmm. blew my mind. That was one of the biggest, craziest reveals, I think, in the whole mm-hmm. story. So and Empire Storms and even Tower of Dawn, they have a lot of, like, surprising, like, yeah. wow, like, stop reading for a minute kind of moments. Yeah. But I think in both books, Empire, Tower of Dawn actually has, I think, the biggest yes. shocking reveal of the two. I would agree. In my I opinion. I would agree. Yeah, I agree with that. Did you find the events in Tower of Dawn to be directly connected to the events of Empire of Storms? Or did it feel more like a separate parallel story? I felt like they were connected. I think that there were information. No, I think that all the information is intertwined in both of them. In some ways, it might seem like there's like information that's only important to one of the stories. But I think that as the story progresses, the information we get from Tower of Dawn is going to loop back around to Kingdom of Ash. And we're going to see the importance of it. There's a certain group of characters who are featured in Tower of Dawn 
And I think their significance and what we learn about their history from Tower of Dawn is going to be extremely important in Kingdom mm-hmm. of Ash. That's just like a theory. And that's speci- like, I guess we can say it here. Um, I don't think it's a big spoiler just to say the group of people is the healers. So I think healing mm-hmm. and healers as a group of people are going to be significant in Kingdom of Ash. Yes. And you don't get any of that information without reading Tower of Dawn. Mm-hmm. I also thought it tied beautifully in with Assassin's Blade. So yes. it's kind of funny because there's certain people out there who say you can skip Assassin's Blade. But if you do that and then you skip Tower of Dawn, why are you even reading the story? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> it's it's all connecting so beautifully. Mm-hmm. I'm just so impressed. <laughs> I know the little Easter eggs from Mm -hmm. that link Tower of Dawn to Assassin's Blade. I kept wondering throughout the whole novel, like, oh, is Kale going to put the pieces together yet? Is he going to put the pieces together? Right. They were, they made me so excited. (laughs) That, that particular part that you're talking about, Mm -hmm. um, I was so, it just, I felt like, um, I think we're talking about the same part. It just felt like it just kept dragging out. And I was like, Mm -hmm. Is he gonna put it together? Like, yeah. Is he gonna do it? <laughs> like, I think I said it like probably five times while reading. I'm like, is this the moment he's gonna piece it together? Yeah. I was literally standing frozen in my kitchen, staring at my pan's drawer, which was open. <laughs> yeah. Like just waiting for it to happen. <laughs> you must have been standing there a while. <laughs> I, w- I was, and then I'd like keep moving, and then I'd stop again because I thought it was gonna happen, and then oh no, so then I keep going. <laughs> It it's was worth the wait, though. It yeah. was. Oh my gosh, so cool. Mm-hmm. So, how did Tower of Dawn impact your perception of certain characters, especially Kaol, and did it change your feelings towards him? I think I, as I mentioned earlier, I was always on Team Kaol, so I always liked him. Mm-hmm. But I think it just did help to really understand him as a character and just. I guess it just made me like him even more reading yeah. it. And I think there are moments that if you're already frustrated with him as a character, you may continue to be because he does things in this book as well, where he's still an imperfect character. It's not like all of a sudden he's learned from all his mistakes and he does everything exactly how you'd want him to. Yeah. That's not who he is. He's someone who is going to continue to grow and struggle his whole life to make the right choice, I think. Mm-hmm. And but I think he acknowledges it, which is the important thing is like, he'll do something and then he'll acknowledge like that maybe wasn't the best way to react mm-hmm. and then like take responsibility for it. So I think it made me like him even more. I like the relationships yeah. in the story and and how he grew through the people he met. Yeah. Were there any um, notable similarities or differences in the writing style between Empire of Storms and Tower of Dawn? Like, because you were reading them literally and meshed mm-hmm. with one each other, or what, one each other, <laughs> one another. Um, we're, yeah, wow. <laughs> um, did, did it really stand out to you at all, if there were any I think the only thing that was different was the pacing of it. It like really seemed to slow down a little bit when you Mm -hmm. read Tower of Dawn. But because both books are written from multiple perspectives, 
in a way it was like reading one book because you're used to jumping around to different places and different people's thoughts when reading any of the books Mm -hmm. uh, in this series. So to kind of jump between the two, I didn't find that in the writing style. I didn't find it any different. Like I felt it flowed quite nicely. It was just going from like super action to a still action, but like a just slightly more laid back action. Okay. I actually, I don't know if maybe it was just because the pacing was like different from Empire Mm -hmm. of Storms, but I found myself stopping every now and then and just marveling at sort of the beauty of the writing in Tower of Mm -hmm. Dawn. And that's not something that I haven't found the writing to be necessarily like beautiful throughout this whole series. But for some reason in Tower of Dawn, there were moments where I felt that the writing was sometimes kind of beautiful. Oh, that's really nice. Maybe I'm just not very like good at picking out beautiful writing. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I just I was just curious if you noticed. <laughs> yeah, I love that um, you noticed that though. <laughs> how did the conclusion of Tower of Dawn leave you feeling? And how eager are you to continue reading Kingdom of Ash? I was pumped. The ending <laughs> is just like. It's very, I found the two, the ending of Tower of Dawn and Empire Storms very similar Mm -hmm. in some ways, Mm -hmm. very different in other ways. But there are aspects of it that both of them at the end leave you just super pumped to keep going with this journey and see what is going to happen. Yes. And like now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, so excited to read Kingdom of Ash. We have a little bit longer to wait before we can start. And it's like, just even thinking about the endings is making me like itch to pick that book up. It's just like looming on the horizon. Yeah. It's it's like right, right behind me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In retrospect, how do you view the decision to read Empire of Storms and Tower of Dawn together as a tandem? Did it enhance your understanding and enjoyment of the series overall? I am still not 100% sure of if I would recommend reading it this way or not, which I know this whole video is supposed to be to help people decide whether or not. But as someone who has read it this way, I do think that having that information you got by reading them together, I enjoyed getting that information. But I also did find it hard to jump because the pacing was so different. So at Mm -hmm. times I did find it hard to jump between the two. So I... Can't say for sure because I have no idea. I can never experience reading them separately mm-hmm. for the first time and discovering it. So it's hard to say which one I would prefer, which one if I like am like grateful or glad I did it this way. But I'm not mad that I read them together. I liked, like I said, I liked having the information fed to me in that order and kind of like I said, it was like I knew secrets that other people didn't know by reading them tandem. But if you're someone who it maybe it's harder for you to get into slightly slower paced books, I could see it m- maybe not being the best choice for you because it could become frustrating having right. to put down Empire Storms. So I think it depends on like if we're like suggesting what someone should do, it would depend on you as a reader. Yeah. And if switching between pacing is going to be something that's pr- like challenging for you. 
Thanks for joining us today. That wraps up our discussion on the tandem read between Empire of Storms and Tower of Dawn. We hope it helps you make that decision. If you're struggling to make that decision, uh, let us know in comments or give us feedback whether you enjoyed it or didn't. We'd be interested in hearing from you. Mm -hmm. And either way you choose to read, they are both fantastic books. And do not skip Tower of Dawn no matter which way you choose to read it. It is a must read. It is. So we hope to see you next week and bye-bye for now. Bye.